0: that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I am just super duper (laughs) excited to be here with you today. You know what we're going to talk about today? This is this is what's about to go down. We're going to talk about here's the title. Here's the title. Tips, tricks and hacks. Tips, tricks and hacks. And here's why we're going to talk about this. Because what usually happens is the way that a show gets born, right? The way that a show comes into being for me is that there's usually something that I see, that I hear, that I witness, that I experience. And I start to go like, huh. And either I get wicked excited about it, or it challenges a belief that I've had, or it irritates the shit out of me. <laughs> right? Or I'm like, um, I don't like that. I think I want to talk about that. So now keep in mind, this is my show. These are just my opinions. These are things that occur to me. These are things that I'm curious or wondering or inquiring about. Um, and uh, I always say I reserve the right to change my mind and maybe I'll think differently later, but this is what's on my mind this week, tips, tricks, and hacks. And I want to dive into these. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go over each one of these things um, briefly, and then I'll dive more deeply into them um, and let you know, uh, what actually, what the thing is that I heard that kind of inspired me to go like, Ooh, I want to talk about this. So, um, you know, and remember in the English language, these words have different meanings. So I literally printed out, if you're watching the show, you can see I'm holding up. I printed out some actual, like from the dictionary, uh, you know, what these words mean and how I'm meaning it. So when I talk about tips, I'm not talking about like when people leave you a sum of money for like a job well done, like, like a reward for your services. I was a waitress and a bartender for like many, many, many years in my life. So I'm not talking about that kind of tip. Um, I'm not talking about like a tip when somebody gives you um, a tip like insider trading. When I say tip, what I really mean is a small but useful piece of practical advice a small but useful piece of practical advice so keep that in mind okay um and let's just start with tips because i actually am a fan of tips uh when i was a kid my stepfather used to say like not always kindly but like if you were doing something which he deemed maybe stupid or taking too long was a little impatient uh etc etc he'd be like hey let me give you a little tip let me give you a little tip there kid okay So I don't mind necessarily as an adult now when somebody gives me a tip, because to me, a tip is like, let's just say as a yoga teacher, right? So um, if I'm trying to teach somebody or help somebody to experience an asana, a posture in their body, and they're struggling with whether it's finding their balance or whatever it is, let's just say standing on one leg, okay? I'll just, whatever. I'd say, here's a little tip to make this easier, to be helpful. So I ne- I'm i like, hey, you want to give me a tip? I'm always open to receiving tips, little bite-sized pieces of things that are gonna make my life easier. So the tips I'm a fan of. It's the next two on the list, okay? And if you're a fan of tips too, like who doesn't like to get a nice little tip? Like, hey, here's a tip for you. Next time, in order to keep the thing from exploding all over the place, right? Lift the lid for, like little things like that. I'm like, ooh, I love that little tip. That's so helpful. That's so kind. Because they're usually meant to like um, make our lives easier in a kind and loving way. Number one. Here's what I'm not a fucking fan of, Okay. And, and it's kind of funny too, and I'm going to tell you why. So this next word, tricks, and, and how this applies to your life. I'm going to get to it. So just stay with me. Just, just give KK a little, a little room to run around here. Um, so as somebody who worked in a magic dinner theater in California, um, I'm all about like I dated magicians, right? It's like I, I get tricks, like illusions, because here's the definition, right? Um, a trick. Um, this is the one I'm running with here. A cunning or skillful act or scheme intended to deceive or outwit someone. A cunning or skillful act or scheme intended to deceive or outwit someone. Now, of course, sometimes there are little tricks, right? People will say, oh, you want to see a magic trick? And who doesn't? Everybody usually loves to see a magic trick. It's an illusion, right? But what is happening is not actually what's really happening. You're being fooled. Even with something innocent, with like a magic trick, you're being deceived. And I can tell you, and I know, because I worked at a magic dinner theater and I saw how a lot of things were done, okay? So it is a deception, which seems to be kind of harmless, right? That's entertainment. But here's where it gets my panties in a bunch. I don't like when people play tricks on each other, right? Like practical jokes and tricking people. um, I don't like it. I don't think it's nice. I've never been a fan. Uh, Mr. Rogers and I are like we 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 are uh, we are ki- like um what's the word I'm looking for? We both agree on this, right? Playing tricks on people, being mean to people, not a fan of it. Never have been. And I remember I'm going to give you a couple examples. I remember one time when I was a bartender, and there's a there's a lot of stuff that had happened where um, I had to leave the house that I was in. A relationship ended that just like crushed me. Um, it was the, like the person that I had left California. I left California and moved to fucking New Hampshire, right? For this person. And then that relationship eventually ended up ending. And I, I had to leave this house on a lake that I loved, that I was renting at the time. And I had to go live in a friggin' apartment in Manchester. And I, I was only, I could not take it. I was only there for like six months. And I was like, I got to get out of here. Um, and I'll never forget that there was a house that I wanted to buy. And uh, I had made some inquiries about it. And um, I was really like emotionally invested in in this house. And um, so I get a phone call one day and I pick up the phone and um, I had been waiting to hear back if I could place an offer or if the offer was accepted or whatever the thing was, right? Funding. I don't remember the exact details, but I do remember getting a phone call And all of a sudden, hearing somebody start to talk to me about the house and how I was going to be approved and I could make an offer. And I just remember getting so excited. I was so happy, you guys. And then all of a sudden, the person on the other end end of the line, um, who actually happened to be my boss, go figure, my male boss thought it would be funny to prank call me and trick me. And when he told me, when he revealed that it was actually him, he had disguised his voice, right? And when he revealed that it was actually him, because I got so excited and I started asking all these questions. When can I come into the office? And he's like, it's not, them, it's me, blah, 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 blah. And I just burst into tears. I was so upset. And of course, he ended up feeling bad. He felt like shit afterwards. But those kinds of things, like trickery, I am not a fan of at all. And I want to talk about how this often relates in the online world or in the coaching world or in in, in areas in sales and stuff like that. So if any entrepreneurs are listening, so whether you're an entrepreneur or you're you're a consumer of products, services, whatever, listen up to this part because this is the one that, uh, one of the things that enrages me and drives me crazy. So there have been times... When um, I've been involved in either um, not necessarily a business coaching program, but um, because my business coaching program that I was in um, a few years ago uh, with Bill Barron was fantastic. And I learned a lot and they really just let me be me. There was no like deception and trickery as far for me, for me, I can't speak for everybody else's experience. Right. But I'm so I just don't because some people know that, that I had a relationship with them uh, the big shift and all that. So I want to be clear that that they're not who I'm talking about, but there have been other like, um, uh, business gurus or business leaders or, um, you know, little, little, uh, courses or things that you buy. And you get in there and they're like, we're gonna talk about um, breakthrough calls or sales calls or enrollment calls, or this is how you get people on the phone with you as prospective clients, right? And this has happened to me with both women who leaders and male leaders. So I'll give you two different examples and why I'm not a fan of the trickery and the tricks, okay? So one time I'm on this call and this woman had created this new um, product or whatever, this this offer that she, that, that she was doing. And I'm listening in and say, well, we're going to talk about sales calls. And I'm always fascinated by human psychology. I am always fascinated by why people do what they do, think what they think, say what they say, believe what they believe, uh, what, what brings them into taking action. I was also an advertising major at BU at Boston University. I was a communications major with a concentration in advertising. And so, um, you know, it's something that I've always been fascinated by. Like the whole thing about like why some people, like people won't price things at even numbers, like I'm an even numbers person. I'm like, can you just tell me it's a hundred bucks? But they're like, no price it at 99, no price it at 97 because humans love nines and sevens and it makes their brain think. And I'm always just like, oh my fucking God, can't we just say something is a hundred bucks or 200 bucks or 250, we got to do 249, right? And I'm always just like laughing and all the experts, they're just like, no, 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 no. There's a psychology to this, right? So one time on a call and they're talking about the psychology of this sales thing. And all of a sudden this woman says, and I can't tell you how many coaches uh, have advised this, right? They're like, so when you're about to tell them what the price of your product is, you tell them what it is. And this isn't necessarily so much a trick. I understand why they're doing this, but I'm just giving you some background. When you tell them what the price is, then just be quiet. Then just sit there and be quiet. So there's always like this whole like script and this process of like trying to basically manipulate people and get people to like do X, Y, and Z. And that one isn't so bad. But the one that like just pisses me off to no end is they'll say, okay, so this is what you're going to do. And they're like, you're going to say this, but you're going to trick them into thinking. And I always go, oh, as soon as they say you're going to trick them, they lose me. I'm like, nope, I have literally like left a call. I'm like, boop, nope, end this webinar, and this video. As soon as I find out that your goal and your intention is to manipulate, to trick, to deceive, like I am just so out of there. I, it feels icky, it feels gross. And I remember in one case, I actually asked for my money back because I realized I had invested in uh, doing some coaching. And um, and there was a lot of different things that kind of had happened, but one of the things was this person said, um, so there's this way of trying to get people to interact with you, right? So you put out a suggestion, whether it's in your, your newsletter or you put it online and you say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this thing. And those, those don't bother me. Like when people are genuinely trying to collect information and to interact with their people, I think healthy dialogue like that is amazing. Here's the path that I don't like. When there's a, there's a saying, there's a saying in like marketing where they'll say, um, "Sell them what they want, but then give them what they need." Sell them what they want. So basically, like use the language that they're thinking in, and use their language about what they think they want. But then once you get them, then you sell them what they need. Like you give them what they need, right? And I am so transparent. It's what kind of sometimes, I just admit it, it kind of makes me a sucky makata and a sucky business person because I'm really transparent. And I'm like, can't we just come out and say, this is what you're going to get in this thing because this is what I believe that you need because this has been my experience. Like, can't we let people be adults and decide for themselves? Like, why do we got to do all this trickery and fuckery? Like, I don't get it, right? But I remember this one time being on the call and they're like, you're going to put it out as this. And then when they get on the call, you're going to do this, which is something different. And I remember saying, speaking up and saying, but yeah, didn't they get on the call thinking that you weren't going to try to sell them anything? Like you got them on the call because you're telling them that you just want to get um, their, their opinion and their advice because you're trying to create something and you want their input. So you tell them like basically no strings attached, let's hop on a call and have a conversation. But then all of a sudden at the end of the conversation, you're actually gonna make an offer. And it's like, oh yeah, so what you're gonna do is you're gonna get them on there. And then at the very end, you're gonna start to get them excited about what you're doing, what you're selling. And then you're going to trick them. You pull a little, you pull a little fast one on them. You pull a little. And I was like, oh my God, like every fiber of my being just started screaming. No, like it, it infuriates me to like no end. It, I just think it's so out of alignment. I can't speak for anybody else. I'm, I'm, this is the KK show. I'm telling you how I feel. It feels so out of alignment. It feels so out of integrity, but I see people in the online world, in the coaching world. Those are the only things I can really speak to because that's the playground that I'm in. But I see I see it with products too. That's a whole other story for another day. I'm doing a whole episode called Laya Laya Pants on Fire, so sit tight for that one. But I see it all over the place where it's like, they're just trying to suck a people left and right. And I just think of the kind of, like especially in the work that I do as a spiritual mentor, right? that trust factor it's not just about having people know me like me whatever right that trust factor is everything so if we're gonna start off the relationship by tricking people fooling people uh, going in the back door, uh, using manipulation, scarcity tactics, fear tactics, um, all the talk about like, you gotta You got to talk to them about their pain points. You got to like, da-da-da-da-da-da. And I'm not saying all of that is evil and bad uh, because maybe there's some truth to it about the way that you discuss, right? The way that you discuss things and getting people to understand how you can actually be helpful. All that, I don't have a problem with. You want to be helpful to people? You want to talk to them, maybe some scenarios, right? Give them some stories or results and ways you've helped people, beautiful. But all that other icky stuff, it's one of the things I swear sometimes my, my, a couple of my friends and I, sometimes we just go like, Oh my God, I am not made for this. I am just not made for this business stuff. Sometimes I always say, and and my marketing friend always tries to say to me, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, no, no. Sometimes I just feel like I do not have a nervous system that is regulated for entrepreneurship. (laughs) I say it all the time. I'm like, Oh man, I don't know about this. So Let's repeat this, what a trick is, a cunning or skillful act or scheme intended, intended to deceive or outwit someone. And here's the thing, I'm not here to outwit anybody. I'm not here to deceive anybody. I am here to love people and to help people to the best of my ability. Doesn't mean I'm perfect. It doesn't mean I might not blow it, occasionally be a little clumsy with my words or whatever, but just know deep down in my heart, my intention is always to be a straight shooter and to say it like it is. And it's one of the things that sometimes makes me, again, not so great at you know, marketing my business or putting out offers because I'm like, you no, know, I remember one time when I was uh, putting out a product, a new, not a product, I was um, advertising, not, marketing, You know, letting people know about my upcoming retreat. This was like a year and a half ago. This is before COVID, and I was putting up, uh, letting people know I had two retreats coming out that year. My Fearless Flow retreats—they're like three-day transformational retreats. I, f- I love them, and I miss them so much, you guys. Hoping to do one in 2022, but I remember um, when I was kind of putting together the like the emails and like what I was gonna, you know, trying to kind of outline and figure out how I was gonna share with the outside world what was in my head, right? Like this offer, like, Hey, come to the retreat basically. And I remember somebody said to me, like, what's going to be like the fast acting bonus. And I'm like, what? They're like, well, what's the bonus. What's the, what's the thing you're going to offer them to get them to take action fast. Like what's the bonus going to (laughs) be? And I was like, Boy, like, why do I got to offer them a bonus? Is it coming to the retreat? Like, you know, and they're like, well, you know, you got to offer a bonus. I go, you know what? Here's the fucking bonus. The bonus is you're going to come to the retreat and you're going to learn some stuff. The bonus is you get to come to the retreat. That's the bonus. You get to come and do the work. And if you come and you do the work, that's what's going to help you through divine alchemy, through your own hard work to transform and change. The bonus is you get to come and do the work. That's the bonus. The bonus is, is that you will have a positive result from taking action, owning your shit, owning both your brilliance and your bullshit, showing up, (laughs) being accountable, taking a look at your life, like all the work that we would be doing in the retreat. I'm like, that's the bonus. And so it's like, oh my God, sometimes I feel like I'm a square peg that's being, trying to be shoved into like the round hole. Of like having, or the black hole is what it feels like sometimes. So not really into tricks either, right? I made some notes for myself. Um, okay, those are those two experiences. Now let's get to the one that really also bugs me, and uh, hacks. Lately, everything's been like, oh, here's seven quick hacks to blah 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 blah. Let's hack this biohacks. Let's hack your life. And I'm always just like. Why do people wanna hack their life? Let's dive into what a hack really is. So the word hack, you know, the the first definition, this is not the one I mean clearly, but to hack, it means to cut with rough or heavy blows, (laughs) to hack things into pieces, to hack off the dead branches, right? There's a bunch of different things. You know, they can't hack it. They couldn't manage, they couldn't cope, right? There's a thousand ways to use this word. Uh, a hack is like a rough blow or strike um it means oh but here's the informal and i think this is where it, the, the the vernacular that is how it's being used these days is like to hack means like a strategy or technique for managing one's times or activities more efficiently but a hack really also comes from from this vernacular this point of view From like computer coding, like you're going to hack the system. You're going to hack into the system. You're going to find a way to get in the back door. You're going to find a way to like quicken it up, speed it up, hack it, get it done. And I'm always just like, why Why do people want to hack their life? Why do people want to hack their spirituality? Why do people want to hack God? It's like, why would you want to hack these really wicked important things? You know, if like like I said, you want to give me a little tip? hey, if you're sitting for meditation and your legs start to go numb, try this. I'm like, great. I appreciate that tip. But I'm not trying to hack my way to enlightenment. I'm not trying to hack my way into anything. To me, if you're trying to hack something, it's like, let's just try to cram more into the day because I'm not willing to slow down and take my time. Now, I'm not saying some listeners aren't out there aren't gonna hear this and go, no, K.K. Uh, you know, w- when I say I'm hacking, what I mean is this, right? I mean it in a positive way. And here's the thing: I don't, I don't mind if somebody wants to. They use the word like, let me show you a hack. I'm always like this. You can teach me how to hack my stinky garbage can, if you have a way to help me not have my garbage bags rip every time I pull them out, I would call that a tip. But if you want to call that a hack, I'm open to that. But when I think about people trying to like, here are seven ways to hack your life, I'm always like, nope. Like as a spiritual mentor, I'm always just like, oh my God, why do we want to hack these things? Here's the reality. Change takes time. These important things like your life, they take time and experience and work and practice. You know, there's no overnight transformations. I mean, you can do like a before and after when it comes to makeup or a haircut. I'm not talking about that kind of transformation. External visual. I'm talking about even, even to transform your physical body, right? To, to I'm not talking about like, even if you were to go and get a bunch of uh, plastic surgery and stuff like that, your body would still need time to heal, right? But there's no quick fixes, whether you're trying to gain muscle or lose weight, grow your bank account, like, you know, have a, have a healthy relationship. All of these things take time. Why are we so impatient? Why do we want to hack all these things? What? There's no quick fixes. You want to get soba? You know how they do it? One day at a time. You want to create a deeper relationship to self and source and spirit. You want to create a DSP, a daily spiritual practice. You know how you do it? One day at a time. Sometimes it's one moment at a time, one breath at a time, one minute at a time. Anything where we're trying to gain a depth of knowledge, where we're trying to have a deeper understanding, where we're trying to create expertise or excellence or mastery or um, um, what's the other word I was looking for? I can't think of it right now. It takes practice. It takes experience. It takes work. It takes time. Now, here's the one thing I will say about hiring a mentor or having somebody, because it's in this vein, what a good mentor will do, since we're talking about time, is we will save you a little bit of energy. We will save you a little bit of time. We will maybe, perhaps, if we're lucky, (laughs) we might save you a little bit of suffering because we can give you some tips And we can say, hey, so the next time you find yourself getting angry, the next time you find that like the inner critic in your mind is being really loud, the next time you're having a compulsive thought, the next time that you find yourself, uh, you know, whatever, being impatient, the next time you think you're going to go like do um, order something that you don't really need, perhaps you could try this. So what any good teacher, leader, mentor, coach, whatever does, is we're able to say, this is what I went through. These are the things I discovered over time, right? These are the experiences I had. These are the things that I learned over time that I can now come back and report to you. I can come back and I can make my report and I can share with you, well, this is what I experienced, you could consider this, you could try this, you could experiment with this, and it might just save you some heartache. It might just save you some time. Here's a little tip: but I am not here to help you hack your life, hack your marriage, hack your wealth, hack your whatever. I'm not necessarily here because I don't want to rob from you. <laughs> the pride and the um, ownership, the, uh, the agency, the authority that comes from doing things. I'm not always saying you have to do shit the long way or the hard way, but that word hack, you know, we're not machines. We're not trying to hack our systems. We might be able to find a few tips that make it work a little bit better, okay? And I just want to end with something that that's right in line with this that I found was so fascinating because it talks about these shortcuts. So like, so even like, let's go back to the, to the tricks, tricking people. I would much rather have a transparent phone conversation where I say, Hey, this is what we do. Here are some of the success stories. Here are some of the things that people I've worked with have experienced. This is what I've heard reported back from the field of the people that I have uh, spent some time with. Um, Here's some ways that um, that we do things. And then here's my price. Here's what it costs to work with me. Here's the investment that you're gonna be making emotionally, financially, in yourself and in this work. Because you're not really investing in me when you come to work with me. You're investing in yourself. You're investing in, okay, I've seen Karen, KK, whatever people call me. I've seen her in action. I've done my homework. She came as a, like somebody referred me, somebody I trust referred me to her or to The Nest, you know, my spiritual membership and community, whatever. They've done enough of their homework. I don't want to trick somebody into working with me. I don't want to manipulate somebody into working with me. I don't want to try and force them some like, you know fomo fear of missing out tactic that is not interesting to me i want people to know how much it costs to work with me and then they can decide yeah i'm worth this i want to do this i want that result i want to do your you know i have a four step you know process called your story to your glory that i created that i've been using for many 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 years so i want people to be informed to treat them with respect and to let them decide because they're fucking adults for themselves if it's the right time, the right fit, the right whatever. So when we're over here trying to trick people, oh my God, that's so, just, I, I just can't tell you how much that bothers me. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying not to like let Vicki with two K's take over because she's got some shit to say always. But here's the reason why I'm saying all this. It was a conversation that I heard and I was just like, yes. Because people actually, people want tips and tricks and hacks and shortcuts. Here's the other thing, shortcuts. I don't mind if you, you know when I don't mind a shortcut. I don't mind a shortcut when you're teaching me how to um, uh, get around on my keyboard a little faster. Oh, you hit command and F4 and that does that. Cool. That's a cool little shortcut. Oh, you're driving to Hampton beach. You know, if you take this back road and do this, it'll save you 10 minutes. That's a little shortcut. I don't mind little things like that, but we cannot shortcut our way to happiness and peace and all. It takes time. It takes time. It's an investment. It takes practice. It takes doing the work. And what people often want to do, my sweetie and I often joke about this. I've said this on other, on other things. People don't actually want to do the work to get the result. They just want the result. (laughs) Why do you think it's always like, oh, give me, isn't there a pill for that? Isn't there a shortcut or a hack for that? Can't I just take a pill instead of getting on the treadmill or lifting, you know, like strength training? It's like, uh, no, it doesn't work like that. Right, And we've seen the disastrous results of people just trying to take quick fixes and taking pills. We've seen some of the dire consequences of that. All right, let me make my point. I keep talking about this thing. All right, so Tim Grova. So Tim Grova was, um, I know he worked with um, Michael Jordan. I know he also worked for a long time with Kobe Bryant. And um, he was uh, not only um, um, call him his trainer, but he was also what I would call his, um, his, his head coach, his mindset coach, right. As they might say. And Tim Grover was in a conversation one time with a guy who I think it was Ed Milet, um, who you may or may not know who that is, but he's a big Jack, like, Ooh, like big dude. Right. So those two were having a conversation and I'll never forget. Um, the way that the way that they talked about this and i think it was ed that asked tim yeah he asked him and he said he said were michael jackson and kobe bryant the most talented athletes that you've ever worked with and tim said and i'm paraphrasing right i might not get it exactly right but this is the heartbeat of the conversation and then tim said do you mean naturally gifted and ed said yes and he said no and ed was like what And he said, yeah, they weren't. He's like, I have come across in my day and age, he said, because he's worked with tons of people. I came across way more naturally gifted and talented young athletes than Michael, And Kobe, which for me, as I'm sitting here, even saying that out loud again, because I keep, I keep bouncing this around in my head, I just think, how is that possible? Because those two were no joke, man. Uh, Still, uh, I'm sure. uh, You know, I haven't seen Michael Michael Jordan on a basketball court (laughs) in a long time, but I'm sure the guy still has some moves, moves. And uh, and God bless Kobe, right? So Tim was saying, no, they weren't the most naturally gifted athletes out of everybody I've ever worked with but they had what a lot of other people didn't have. And he said they had work ethic, they were the hottest workers. He said he's never seen anybody work harder than Kobe. He said they were the hottest workers. And one of the other things that just naturally drove them is that they were both wicked competitive too. But I wanna focus on the fact that they were like hard workers. They weren't taking any shortcuts. They weren't trying to hack it. They weren't trying to whatever. No, they did it through their time, through their muscular output, their energy, doing what needed to be done. Repetitiveness, right? Oh God, repetition is the mother of all learning. And they just kept doing things and doing things and doing things. So they weren't trying to hack basketball. They were trying to be legacy players. I mean, I don't know if they would have called themselves it, but they are, they're iconic. They became who they are by not trying to cut corners. They put in the time, they put in the sweat equity, they did the hard work, they were in the gym. In fact, Tim was saying how one of the greatest things he had to teach Kobe was actually how to rest and relax and not totally burn out. But let me get to the next part of the conversation that this, is, this story here is what actually kind of inspired this whole episode. So they went on to say, they were both talking about their success. So Ed's really well-known in the entrepreneurial world. Tim is like really well-known as like this incredible trainer and mindset guy. And, you know, he has a new book out or something, Winner. I think it's called Winner. And they were both talking about how they meet tons of people, especially like uh, up-and-coming entrepreneurs or whatever, who look up to them, right? Look up to them as some of the best in the world of what they do supposedly, I can't verify. I haven't personally, but this is just like reputation, right? And they were both saying, they were asking each other this question. And they said, they were saying to each other, do people ever come up to you and say stuff like, oh man, or oh my God, I would do anything. I would do anything to be you, or I would do anything to have your level of success. And they were both going back and forth and saying like, oh yeah, it happens all the time. Airports, like whatever. If I get recognized, if I'm out in the world, excuse me, people always come up to me and they'd say, I'd do anything to be you. I'd do anything to have your level of success. And then Tim said something that I don't think I'll ever forget. And uh, this is exactly to my point about wanting to hack stuff. He said, he goes, oh yeah, they say that they're willing to do anything. He said, until they find out what anything means. They say they're willing to do quote-unquote anything until they find out what quote-unquote anything actually means. Until they find out what it, meaning excellence, actually takes. Because you don't get there by hacking the system. You don't get there by tricking anybody, right? This is about you put in the time, the work, the practice, the implementation, the integration, you do it. And you do it as many times as you need to do it. And what it took for the Kobe's and the Michael Jordan's and the Tim Grover's, and just look at anybody who's been, and I shouldn't say this is true for everybody, but let's say this, right? The hard workers, you know, most people, they put in the time. They'll take a good tip. Hey, you want to learn how to get the basketball? You want to learn how to pass more efficiently? You want to know how to do this three short, you know, three point blah, blah, blah. Here's a tip. Let it roll off your fingers or let's do blah, 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 whatever the thing is, right? They weren't looking to hack anything. They were willing to invest and take the time that was needed. And so I'm just going to keep kind of coming back to this question of like, why would you want to hack your life? Why would you not want to have the full experience and experiment of it all? Oh, when I do this, right? I fall down. When I did it this way, da, da 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 da, when I said it this way, whatever, right? And this can apply to anything that you are trying to become really good at. But one of the things we can't hack are our relationships. We can't hack again, um you know, I always say, why would we want to hack our spiritual life? Or, you know, your whole life is your spiritual life. So I could just say like, why do you want to hack your life? Why do you want to try to like skip over the deep, meaningful paths? Why are we in such a rush? And the answer to that is way too long for the rest of this episode, because this episode's already been pretty long. So, you know, One of the things that I can say in relation to the, until they find out what anything means, I'll just give you a little example. I can give you a couple examples. So in my own life, you know, so one of the things is, um, and I I should just do a whole show about irritable bowel syndrome, but um, I'll never forget having my first IBS attack when I was like 15 years old. Um, and so consequently I've lived with, uh, my body has lived with irritable bowel syndrome for a really long time. And the people closest to me know about it and how it can affect me and blah, 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 blah. And how, you know, how it came to be that I experience it and all that stuff. Um, so over time, I just kind of naturally became a bit of a quote unquote IBS. I say like an armchair expert, right. On IBS. Um, and I actually used to be the, um, there's a woman named Heather who uh, has a bunch of products. She's she's a fa- she's an author. She's kind of famous in the IBS world. Um, and she has a, a, a line of products and she's written books all about IBS. And she had like um, these message boards. And I used to be a moderator for the yoga board for um, IBS and different yoga postures and things people can do uh, to help them to soothe their tummies and blah, blah, blah. So I've been in the yoga. I've been in the IBS game uh, a really long time. <laughs> So sometimes people, students and stuff like that over the years or just people over the years would find out that I knew a lot about it and they would come to me. And so you can have, um, for those of you who are not in the know, uh, this may or may not be too much information, but with IBS, you can have IBS-C, which is IBS constipation, or you can have IBS-D, which is diarrhea. That tends to predominantly be the way your body reacts. Uh, But sometimes it can be both, okay? And a lot of times with IBS, there is incredible pain, bloating, discomfort. I mean, it can, some people um, you know, can become housebound. They end up not even being able to leave their houses. Uh, I almost became housebound in different ways. It's, it's fascinating. I'll tell you guys all about it another time. There's a reason why I'm, I'm giving you all this background to say that I know a lot about it. And so people would come to me and they'd say, okay, um, I have IBS. Uh, I, I think uh, you know, I've been diagnosed. And I'm like, okay, well, what did they tell you Um, and they're like, well, they wanted to give me this new pill that just came on the market. They want me to do this. And I'm like, okay, but have you actually tried being proactive in your own healing? Like, have you tried with your diet? Have you tried with some exercise? Have you tried with this? And, and they'd go, oh, blah, 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 blah. And they'd say, well, what do you do to help your IBS? You know, what have you done to help heal your gut or do this and this and this? And what I would actually lay out for them. This is what you need to do, at least in the beginning. Here's the protocols. Here's the steps. Here's some tips, of course, like little tips, but here's really the work. This is what it's going to take for you to have some relief, right? Some, some, um, so you don't feel so shitty, right? Uh, And they would just not be willing to do it once they found out what, and they'd be like, I'll do anything. I'll do anything to stop feeling this way. And I'd go, okay. And I would tell them what anything means. And they'd be like, oh no, I can't give up coffee. I can't give up combination. I can't give up booze, alcohol. I can't give up meat. I can't give up. And I'm like, well, you can keep eating cheese and doing all these different things. And this isn't about making them vegan. It just so happens that a very animal-based diet in, in coffee, caffeine, soda, bubbles, drinking through straws, chewing gum, like all these things that we just kind of do without any thought, most people. Uh, I'm not gonna say all people, of course, not all of you, but just they weren't willing to do the anything. They think I wanna stop my suffering. They think they wanna stop their pain. And this isn't just physical. Cause we can talk about this in spiritual mentoring as well. When people will say like, for whatever reason, for whatever reason, somebody might come to work with me. And sometimes they'll ask me, they'll say like, you know, you look like you're pretty happy. Like you're peaceful. Like your energy is always up. Like da, 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 da. And I'm like, Oh, you think I just popped out of the womb this way? I'm like, let me tell you the journey of what I've done And what I continue to do on a daily basis and what I continue to do uh, whenever my mind does this and how I have a daily non-negotiable spiritual practice and da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Don't get me wrong. I work hard at my peace and my happiness, but I have a lot of fun. But I've been doing it for a long time. And when I tell them, when they're like, oh my God, I do anything to feel differently. I do anything to have a better relationship with so-and-so. I do anything to feel more at ease in my own body. I do anything to stop feeling like an imposter. I do anything to work on this grief that I have because so-and-so died. I do anything to feel differently, blah, 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 blah. And then you tell them what anything is. And it's like a little moon walking (laughs) slowly out of the room. So here's what I'm trying to say, you guys. Let's not try to hack the stuff that matters. Let's go full bloom, full canoodle, jump all in. Let's go all in. Let's get some skin in the game. Let's do the damn work. Let's do what it takes. I'm not saying we shouldn't have, because that's what, again, that's what a mentor does is we can give you some tips. We can point out some places. We can save you a little time. We can hopefully save you a little suffering and heartache and, and turmoil but we cannot take the experience from you. We cannot take the work from you. That would be doing a disservice. I'm not gonna help you to hack God. I'm not gonna help you to hack yourself either. I want you to have the full experience because that's how you will come to trust, like, and love yourself. That's how you will start to have more confidence in your own ability to do things not by me giving you a system to cheat or go in the back door, trick you or hack you or whatever. I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down. I hope you are feeling what I'm trying to say to you. I think in this day and age of digital devices and computers and phones and everything's like quick, 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 let's go, go, go. And we've forgotten that we, we are not fucking computers. We are not machines. We are Spirit. And so the things of this world, this quickening, this let's go, like this, it has made us feel it's an illusion that we think we're as connected as we are. I know more disconnected, quote unquote, connected people than ever before. So these things take nurturance, they take willingness, they take dedication, discipline, determination, devotion. We're not trying to hack our way here. We don't do it in one-to-one work with me. We don't do it in the nest. We go in, we get shit done. It's not like this, ooh, this slog where we don't have any fun. But I'm not here to help you like, you know, skip over the important parts. To bypass, to bypass, the things that only life in your inner teacher, your experiences, can teach you. And if we try to skip over the grief, we try to skip over the pain, we try to go numb instead, we try to distract or disillusion ourselves or do some hackery, we miss out, man. We miss out on the on the, uh, the like the heartbeat of it. We gotta get in it, the marrow of the bones of the thing. So I'm going to stop there because <laughs> I could just keep going. So here's the thing, you know, you want to share a few tips with people you love. Hey, here's a tip. How do you, here's how you get a stain out of a, out of a, you know, how, do, here's how you get a stain out of a white shirt? You know, you got some gum stuck in your hair. I hear that peanut butter works, but let's not try to hack love. Let's not try to hack life. Let's try not to hack the things that actually matter and are important. So you guys, I appreciate you for tuning in. If you have any great tips, (laughs) I'm always into hearing tips, but for the love of all things holy, if you are somebody who leads, if you are somebody where people come to you in vulnerable positions and you're in a place of power, please do not try to trick them. Please do not try to deceive them. Please do not try to manipulate them. Please be transparent and be in integrity and show up because when we're in positions of power, when people need our help and they come to us, man, can we do some harm if we do not have our own shit together, our own stuff in alignment. And, you know, you just got to know when something is yours to do and not yours to do. You got to know when it's time to refer somebody out because you do not have what it takes. Or, you you know, like, let's just show up. Can we please just pinky swear that we're going to show up in alignment with love to the best of our ability? So... Um, I hope this is helpful in some way. That is always my desire. That that even if it's just one little nugget. This is a long one. I know I've been talking for a while. So thank you for sticking with me. First of all, sometimes I can be a little long winded. Um, so thank you for sticking with me. But if even if there's just one thing that you picked up that made you think differently, feel differently, feel like um, like oh yeah or all of a sudden you have an aha, whatever it is, it is always my desire to, to, to either, I always say, to educate, elevate, enlighten, or entertain in some way that you, you don't walk away from this feeling like, shit, I just wasted my time. <laughs> I never want you to feel that way. But here's another thing I want to say before I go, because this is wicked important, you guys. Um, so I try, I communicate with people in, in a few different ways, right? Um, so here's, if you're listening to this, if you hear the sound of my voice, you obviously uh, check out the podcast. But if you want to get this sucker delivered right into your inbox, along with other weekly inspirational little stories and things that I do, because I am a communicator, I am a storyteller and a writer. Um, and so I also do um, a weekly newsletter beyond just getting the, getting the podcast in your inbox. Um, and you can just do that by going to karenkenney.com backslash sign up. Um, But the other thing I really, really, really want you to know is that, you know, all these things, all these episodes. So this is like, I think something like like over a hundred episodes or like 123 or something like that. And so all of these episodes are also pointing to things that I teach and talk about and discuss and contemplate and work with in my spiritual community and membership, The Nest. Now, this sucker only opens up its doors to the public a few times a year, and it's going to be opening up again in September, but here's the thing I'm trying to let you in on. When the doors open in September, the price is going to be $99. It's going up because there is a lot that goes on in the nest. There is a lot of, and I I hate to say, oh, I'm giving you a lot of value. It's not so much. I mean, that's true because there's a lot that happens inside the nest. And over the past year, I've been able to watch and see um, just the miraculous and transformative results that happen with the people who are in there. So I understand its value. But the reason why I'm telling you this is if you get on the waiting list, though, if you get on the waiting list for the nest, only the people who are on the waiting list are going to have an opportunity in August. I'm doing like a 48 hour flash sale, which is going to give people a chance. 48 hours only. This is the last time the nest is going to be offered at this price at 59 bucks a month or 599 for the year. This is the last time. So mark my words. If you want, if you've been thinking about joining the nest, if you've been wanting to be in community and talking about these kinds of things and talking about, you know, deepening your relationship to yourself, to your source, to spirit, if you've been wanting to like work out some of the stories that you've been telling yourself in your life, you know, it's not, I can't do the work for you, but I can certainly create a safe enough container where that kind of work can be done. And there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in the nest. And there's some surprise things that are going to be happening starting in September that I'm so jazzed about, but I'm not going to tell you about them yet. Do yourself a favor if this interests you. Get on the waiting list so that you get the announcement of that 48-hour flash sale window, okay? This is not scarcity. This is me. I didn't even have to do this. I I could have just reopened the nest in September at the new rate. But I always feel like, man, I don't want people to ever feel like, oh, shit, I missed it. Because I know when that's happened to me, right? When I'm like, oh, no, I missed the sale or whatever the thing is. So I want to give you plenty of heads up. So get on the wait list now. You just go to KarenKenny.com backslash nest and you'll go to that page and you'll see right there join the waiting list get on that sucker so you'll have that opportunity the secret squirrel because only the people on the waiting list are going to get the email saying like hey the doors are open right now let's go okay so uh i just wanted to give you that little little that's a little tip that's a little tip from my hat to yours (laughs) so you guys Thank you so much. I I appreciate you, I celebrate you, I love you. Wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment better than how you first found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. Bye. Hey you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite part was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E.